Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we've got an NWSL weekend preview for you all and a preview of the United States Women's National Team versus Mexico. But a quick reminder before we get into everything, we're available as video. Subscribe to us at youtube.com slash attacking third for previews, recaps, and exclusive interviews. And also, whenever we go live, you want to hit subscribe so that you never miss a thing. And we also want to let you know that we are nominated for a best female hosted pa- uh, podcast category in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. We appreciate everything you all do for us, and we hope that you enjoy our show enough to nominate us to advance to the final round. So to nominate Attacking Third, please go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up, and then toggle down to the female hosted podcast category. And the whole process takes less than 60 seconds, and we've included the link at the top of the episode description as well for you all. I can't believe we are doing enough good work to be considered for this type of this type of award. Uh, uh, how you doing, Lisa? Me either. I'm truly honored about that. Um, and if you watch this on YouTube and you're watching this video, we have a QR code in the corner over there by Sandra's head. Uh, so you can just scan that and it'll take you right to, yeah, the mirror image here. We're like putting our hands up. Yeah. Uh, it's a QR code. So if you scan it, it'll take you right to the Podcast Awards website. And then you can just click Attacking Third and nominate it. I tried to make it as easy as possible for you guys um, to help us out. We really do appreciate it. But Sandra, I'm, I'm ready for this. These We've talked so much about this the next couple of weeks. And yep. last week, are just hectic with CONCACAF W Championship. The Euros have started. Uh, NWSL is in full swing. And we now get to preview this weekend, which will have six NWSL games and then two CONCACAF W matches on Monday happening. And of course, the U.S. plays Mexico mm-hmm. on Monday, which will be a huge game. But first, we have to talk about the NWSL because there's so many players um, missing from these clubs, which is exciting because you still get to watch them play for their country, whether it's in Euros or CONCACAFW, but then it's an opportunity for so many other players in the NWSL to get more minutes to yep. prove themselves. And and this is this is the moment where stars are made in the NWSL. 100%. I love it. I think that we also got just the beginning, just the sneak peek of what these next few weeks are going to look like in the league during that the, that first weekend of, of games that took place just ahead of the CONCACAF W championship kicking off. I mean, we went to one of them. We saw Angel City versus Portland Thorns last week, and it just, it delivered. It, it delivered. So I'm, I'm really looking forward for this next weekend of games to sort of build on that and see, uh, you know, some, some, even some more uh, individual performances sort of stand out. Let's, let's go through uh, chronological order here for everybody. Let's start with the beginning of the weekend. It's going to be kicking off with a doubleheader on Friday. We've got Orlando 
Randall Pride versus Houston Dash kicking off at 7 p.m. Eastern. Let's take a look at these two teams, Lisa. Do you have a winner in this one and why? So between Orlando and Houston, I mean, these two teams are are pretty interesting to watch right now because Orlando's going through a lot of turnover. Um, Houston's missing so many different players on international duty, but Orlando's coming off a 2-2 tie to racing Louisville. And for Orlando, the last three games that Orlando has scored in, they've scored two goals. Now, in at least two of those games, they've gone down by two and then come back to score two goals. That's uh, what happened um, in the tie against Racing Louisville. They were down to nothing. And then towards the end of the game, Orlando gets this surge and they end up scoring two goals to sneak out one point. So I've been really impressed with what Orlando Pride has been able to do in terms of staying, like knowing that it's a 90 minute game and it the 85th minute knowing that okay we can still get two goals and frankly being able to do that I think that is so so truly impressive especially uh, with all the adversity that Orlando has faced uh, losing a lot of players on their coaches going suspended and the fact that in the standings they're not necessarily at the top by any means so I'm really impressed with this Orlando side and I kind of want them to get a win. Now, Houston, they're top five in the standing. They're ranked number five right now. They're coming off of a pretty rough loss to Kansas city. They, they ended up getting a goal in this one. They, so they lost two to one, but the lone goal for Houston was an own goal. Um, so they, they, yes, they forced it, but it was really a mistake by Elizabeth ball for Kansas city. Now, Orlando and Houston, they played each other already. So this is the second meeting in the regular season. The first time they played each other, Houston won 5-0 over the Pride. That's where Michelle Prince got her hat trick. Rachel Daly had a goal. Michelle Losey also had a goal. So it was the first hat trick in Houston history. So when I look at this matchup uh, coming up and, and knowing that Orlando is on this little bit of like a hot streak in terms of like scoring multiple goals, like they haven't really won, but they've tied and they've taken points off other teams. I think this is a game that I, I like want Orlando to win. Like I want Darian Jenkins to have a good game. I want Aaron McLeod to do well. Like I just want them to do well. And I think if there's any team that they could do it against, it could be this Houston side. So I want Orlando to win. I'm going to give Orlando the win. In this okay. So I, okay. So we're going, we're going with like a desire for the <laughs> pride to have success. Yes. I expect it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes. I'm into that, but I can't lean into that one too much myself in this one. I just, knowing what's in front of us, just sort of going off of recency bias, we'll even say it, just going mm-hmm. off of last week in itself, just the performances that these two teams had against their respective opposition just a week ago. I want to see more from Ebony Sama with the Houston Dash. Yeah. I'm very excited for this player's arrival in Houston. And I think that this is the game that she's going to find the breakthrough for Houston. Now, of course, naturally, we're doing this preview ahead of us having access to availability reports, things like that. But granted, if the if it's reflective of what we saw for Houston the week prior, maybe just missing some of their internationals, which those are huge key figures to be missing. If they still have the similar 18 that they're able to put out on this game day, I think it's more than enough to pick up a result against this Orlando Pride side. So I'm going to be going with Houston in this game. And hopefully I'm correct. If you're correct, that's fine. Watch this turn out to be a draw, Lisa. I know. I could honestly see it being a draw, but I don't want to pick this as my draw. So I'm giving all the vibes to Orlando. I respect it. I respect it. Maybe maybe the the 
the hometown bump will will help them out uh, in this one. Let's let's look at the the other game that's going to be taking place on Friday. That one's kicking off at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's Racing Louisville versus Gotham FC. Now. I'm not going to lie. This was the game that I was going a little bit back and forth, wondering, if is this the game that I'm going to be issuing uh, my draw right here at this moment in time? But I'm not going to go with that. I think, again, going off of the recent and everything, I like what we saw out of Racing Louisville the week prior. Unfortunate for them to not walk away uh, with, with the win. Uh, but I like the pieces that they have. I'm really excited about uh, the arrival of Kevme, uh and coming mm-hmm. to the team from Atletico Madrid. I, I just think that they are trying to shore up some things on the back line there. I really I, I'm still so impressed with Jess McDonald and what. She's been providing for this team. It's a different look. It's a little bit of a different role. And I think she sort of leaned into that and sort of really bought into that. There hasn't been any type of, you know, blip from going from North Carolina and playing a very specific type of way every single time to versus coming to racing Louisville and, you know, being asked to participate in a little bit of a different system, but that requires different things from her as a forward. So I just think between these two teams, knowing the struggles that we've been seeing from Gotham FC, I just feel like racing Louisville, has an opportunity here, and I hope they take it. I hope they walk away with a win here. I like that you're hopeful on this one as well. I'm I'm going with Racing Louisville. This will be the second time that Gotham and Racing play each other this regular season. The first time, it was late in May, so very early in this regular season, and Racing Louisville won 1-0 on a goal from Lauren Millet, an early goal as well. And although Racing is coming off of two games undefeated, they were both 2-2 draws. And against Orlando in their very last match, they they lost at the very end of that game, right? Like they were winning and yeah. final 10 minutes of this game, they conceded two goals against Orlando. Now, the game prior to that, Racing Louisville played against Washington Spirit and they were down to nothing and came back. So they've seen both sides of this 2-0 scoreline, whether on the winning side or on the losing side um, and, and how that has affected them. And when you look at a Gotham team that, um, just played against Chicago and, and couldn't get the win there. I just I don't think there are enough pieces there for Gotham, and I think that Racing Louisville has found this rhythm of of being able to score in a variety of ways. And I, I agree. I think Racing Louisville is going to take the win over Gotham in this one. I'm with you. I you know I. <laughs> I get nervous when we go the same team no. in a game. <laughs> and I'm I'm just, you know, I just knowing the result that Gotham walked away with last week, it's a 3-0 loss. I, I do wonder if they're motivated by that. You know, it's the first game. We, we talk a lot about this series, this this window of time that players have to make an impact with some like key players who are not available for the team. And I think Gotham is one of these teams that you look at and you know, they're missing huge parts of their roster. We're talking Chrissy Mewis, uh, if you Manu, curse, these yeah. are like integral pieces to their team. So I'm, I want to see like like kind of how you were talking about Orlando a little bit, Lisa. I want to see success for this Gotham FC side. I think they do have talented pieces on the roster. I think that they are capable, more than capable players of going out there and and producing the results. 
but I just, I'm, I'm just curious if, if maybe, you know, you all, you're going on the road against the racing Louisville side and you're maybe, and I think maybe they're also equally motivated mm-hmm. as well in this time, you know, you're talking about, uh, not being able to sort of hang out to a result, you know, and, and, and going into this and, and being at home and, you know, while some of these big name players are away, perhaps going up against certain oppositions, there's opportunities there. If you're this racing Louisville side and being able to say, Hey, want to be able to pick up points where we can against these other teams that are missing very big players on their own team. So I'm, I'm, this is one I think if we had a match to watch, like if we had a segment where like big yeah. game, this is the one that I kind of want to like beef up and say like this is the one I'm keeping an eye on for sure. Like I said, I, I don't know. It, I like the move that that Racing Louisville just just made with with Emi Kaklana. She's not someone who's unfamiliar with playing in in the NWSL, and Kaklana is is someone who could slot in and help. Yeah, up in the back line, but I just I'm unsure if you know what her availability is going to look like for racing, you know. So it's just like little by little, it's like we're starting to see, I think, maybe those things we were looking for on the racing side of things about like what are they going to be doing with their moves and, and who's going to be coming in. Um, so an exciting player to watch, and again, I, I guess the fact that someone who's just not unfamiliar with the speed of play in NWSL because mm-hmm. they previously played for Houston Dash, I think could come into play in this game if uh, we, we see them uh, get some minutes. So here's here's hoping we're both correct because we're both going racing in this one. Uh, we didn't put the jinx on him. But let's, uh, let's move on to Saturday. One game for Saturday. All eyes on Angel City FC versus San Diego Wave FC. We've got the West Coast Clash, 10.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff for this one. Lisa, when you're looking at these two teams, do you have a winner? I have San Diego taking the win in this one. So um, this is the first time they're playing each other in the regular season, but San Diego and Angel City were in their Challenge Cup groups together. And they tied 1-1, and then San Diego beat Angel City 4-2 in the second Challenge Cup match that these two sides played. And and San Diego's still at number one in the standings, and they're undefeated in their last five games. They've scored multi-goals in four of those last five games. They're coming off a big 2-1 win over Washington, there's just a lot of momentum with San Diego and I've been really impressed with Casey Stoney and what she's been able to do with this wave side. And then meanwhile, Angel City, they're number six in the standings. So they're, they're playoff in that positioning right now. And at the halfway point in the season, I think it's important to look at the standings and see where teams are coming into this second half. Um, but Angel City is coming off of a really tough draw that they suffered against Portland Thorns. It was 1-1 and it came down to the very final seconds of this game in stoppage time that Angel City let up a goal to Portland. And it, it was such a late equalizer when Angel City had a goal so early in this match on a penalty kick. So uh, uh, because of kind of how this unfolded, I'm unsure of Angel City's longevity in a game in, in terms of yeah. that and just looking at their last match. And although going through a lot of adversity that they have, they're also signing national team replacement players. I just, frankly, I see San Diego staying on at the top of the table at this point, um, taking the momentum that they have with those five undefeated games and, and continuing that forward against an Angel City side that they know very, very well. Yeah, I you know I was going back and forth with this one, so I thought maybe this might be the the draw I'm going to choose in this one. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you 100. Sort of something about seeing it in real time 
that uh, Angel City side just sort of having the performance that they did against Portland Thorns and then fortunately just unable to hang on to the result. I just am wondering if we might see that again in this one. You know, there's nothing like a rivalry game, right? And these are two expansion sides that are getting off to a good start. They're sort of living up to the billing is is what I'm trying to say. So I... I'm looking for a competitive match between these two teams. I'm looking for things to be leveled out a little bit with certain internationals unavailable. Um, I want to see more from Sydney LaRue. I loved her coming on in the second half of that Thorns game. I'm eager to see if she gets the breakthrough. I think it would be massive if she got it against the other Cali side uh, for Angel City. I think it's going to be a low scoreline in this one. Uh, just with some of the players who are going to be unavailable. And I think I'm going to go the opposite way in this one. I'm going to go with Angel City. So let's see. Let's see. I think we got to go one and one. I think we got to go each each side here so that we can talk about the differences <laughs> when we do the recap of this game. Uh, so we'll we'll see. We'll see how, how that one shakes out between these two. Let's take a look at uh, Sunday's slate of games. There's three. We've got a triple header to close out. NWSL weekend. It's Washington Spirit versus Kansas City Current. That's kicking off Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Lisa, you got a winner in this one? Well, Washington has not won a game since the opening weekend of the regular season. I don't want anyone to forget that. Washington Spirit has not won a game since the opening weekend of the regular season. The Spirit have scored in their last three games that they've played, but looking at this Kansas City side, they are five games undefeated. They're coming off of a 2-1 win over Houston in in which the only goal they conceded was an own goal, Um, a bit of a mistake on the back line for the current. But there's so many factors that are going into this game, right? We've talked so much about how many players are missing, and Washington is missing a huge chunk of players, specifically to the U.S. women's national team. And they're also hosting this game against Kansas City at Segra Field. And we've talked about Segra Field here on this podcast. It's in Leesburg, Virginia. It's just not the best field. There's a lot of turf feeds. It's pretty uneven. It's very bouncy field. It is deceiving. It's really narrow. It it throws teams for a curveball. And a team like Kansas City that does utilize the width of their field, right? They're playing in a beautiful field at Children's Mercy Park this year, and they've understood how to occupy different spaces on the pitch. When I look at this, I feel like Washington has the upper hand going into this match because they they know Segra and they've played there. And yeah. for Kansas City, they, they just don't. And it's going to be a huge turn for them. Now, I, I think that this match is going to be my draw for the weekend, though. Because of all those factors, I don't think Washington is going to get a win. Uh, I think that both teams will get on the board, though, but I see this one ending right. in a draw. I don't think Washington is going to snap their draw-losing streak and, and yeah. not winning a game so far. Um, and I think it's going to continue with the draw. Lisa, I'm getting scared with the picks here because I saved my draw for this game as well. I love that we do this on the show, too. We don't tell each other our picks and what we're going for. We keep it for for sincere reactions on the episode. But listening to you talk, 100% mind meld. I'm like, this is Washington Spirit versus Kansas City. And it is. I hate to say it. Segerfield's a, a huge factor for me in this game. The Spirit 
don't have a great record there, uh, even though they are the home team, the home side. The whole concept of a home field advantage is not something that necessarily exists for this team when they play at Segra. And looking at the current side of things, Exciting attackers, right? We like what we're seeing. We're, we know Kristen Hamilton can score. We're high on Elise Bennett and what she's been producing for this team in her rookie season. I don't know if that's going to translate on that type of pitch. So we'll see. The ball bounce is funny. It can sometimes go over your head. It shoots straight up. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out. I just don't know if there's enough to take advantage of from either side here in this one to sort of steal the, the whole win. So I, I think there might be a goal or two perhaps in this one. I think there's, there's players who are capable of both sides sneaking one in, but I just don't know if it's going to be enough for all three points. So I, I'm, so, I'm going to draw as well. So not only are we both choosing a draw, but we're both choosing like a score to draw, not, not zero, yeah, zero, right? No, no, no. Like, I, I think there's a goal here. This, yeah. this, this is great. I'm I'm excited for it. Hopefully, I, I hope. Okay, I hope more than anything. I hope we're correct on this one. <laughs> Let's take a look at the next one. It's Chicago Red Stars versus North Carolina Courage. That one is kicking off at 6 p.m. Eastern. Lisa, I'm going first on this one because I'm going to say a lot of pride. I'm going to be going with the Red Stars in this one. I think uh, I think they have shown they know that uh, they know what it means to pick up a result. Without Mallory Pugh, this is a team that is not unfamiliar about playing with her uh, in her absence. I like mm-hmm. the way these players seem comfortable within the system right now with the coaching staff and that they've provided. It just sort of has constantly been player in, player out. They know their role and then they execute to the best of their ability. And a lot of times, more often than not, during this season, the team has shown us that it has worked for them. Yeah. So players missing on both sides of the ball here. I just think the Red Stars at home are going to be able to pick up the result. They've made it uh, talking about places that are difficult to play. Uh, they've got a really good home record themselves. So I'm going to be going with the Red Stars in this one. I couldn't agree more. I, I give Chicago the win over North Carolina courage in this match. Um, Chicago's high in the standings. They're number two right now. They're eight games undefeated. They've got two back-to-back multi-goal games. Um, and the most recent one without Mallory Pugh. And even in the game before that, Pugh did score, but there was also other goals, additional goal scorers that came into play. And and the way that Chicago played last weekend against, against Gotham, getting the 3-0 win, there's just a lot of factors in favor of Chicago. Whereas North Carolina, they've struggled most recently. They're coming off of two losses and, and big losses, right? They conceded two goals to O.L. Reign in their last match, the first weekend of July. And then before that, four goals they conceded to Houston Dash. The game before that, two goals to Washington Spirit. So the defense for North Carolina Courage is shaky right now. They're they're conceding goals. And Chicago is a team that has a deep bench in their attacking end. And then they, they can score a variety of goals. And as you mentioned, the Red Star is playing at home. That's a huge, huge advantage to them. So uh, this Sunday afternoon match, I have Chicago taking the win over North Carolina. Same as you. All right. I'm telling you. It's scary when we all pick the same one. I know. I'm like, the picks are scaring me. We'll see what happens. We got last one to go through, Lisa. It's Owl Rain versus Portland Thorns. 
big rivalry between these two sides, and it's going to feature some some old faces who have uh, some old and familiar faces who have been used to uh, this type of rivalry between these two sides. I'm very excited for this match to get underway. Another match that I think if we had to highlight as a one to absolutely yes. watch and keep an eye on, it's always the Cascadia rivalry. When we're looking at O.L. Reign and Portland Thorns, Lisa, I know you got a winner in this one. Who I that? do have a winner. I have O.L. Reign taking the win in this one. It's the second time that Portland and O.L. Reign are playing in the regular season. Last time it was a scoreless draw in early May. And of course, they were in the same Challenge Cup group throughout the Challenge Cup. Um, they tied their first one and then O.L. Reign won the second one, but all very narrow, narrow score lines. 1-1 one, one for their very first time this year playing against each other. O.L. Reign winning 1-0. Then most recently, a 0-0 tie in the regular season. So it's been really narrow and that's uh, due in large part to the incredible goalkeeping for Fallon Tullis Joyce, O.L. Reign's lack of ability to find the back of the net and and Portland's ability defensively to do so much to to keep the ball out of their net as well. Um, but in this matchup at Portland, they're on a bit of a streak right now. So they're also number three, and number four, Portland and O.L. Reign respectively in the standings. So they're fighting for that top three spot in the standings right now. And Portland, six games undefeated. O.L. Reign, three games undefeated. And the factors that Laura Harvey has brought into this O.L. Reign side have just been tremendous. I'm excited to see them all put into place together. We saw glimpses of Kim Little last weekend. Will we get more from her this weekend? I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, but ultimately, I have O.L. Reign in this one. Now, Sandra, have we picked the same again? Are you going with O.L. Reign, Portland Thorns? Give me your pick. Uh, I'm absolutely going with O.L. Reign in this one. I, I want to see it. I want to see the, the, the Tobin Heath return to Cascadia rivalry on the opposite side ball out type of game. I want to see that for sure from 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 Tobin Heath. I think it's all written there, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the those are the storylines that people are looking at and that's the type of performance that people are going to want to see. I think there's there's already that sort of natural build up to this sort of game but the fact that these two teams have that familiarity with each other that they've had the 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 regional rivalry since they're both of their inaugural seasons as franchises in the league, but these added elements of like the return of Kim little knowing, you know, Jessica Fishlock has a ton of experience in these rivalries or Lou Barnes, um, et cetera. And then you're adding a Tobin Heath in the mix to that. Someone who used to be with the thorns. I think that's very exciting. I think this is the stuff that you talk about in some of the biggest leagues in the world. And, that also should include the NWSL when we're talking about this type of rivalry and, and those types of players. Now, I don't know if this is going to be a multi-goal scoreline. Ooh. We've seen we've seen these two teams, you know, like you said, play kind of narrow with against each other before. We've seen Ole Rain struggle at times this year to sort of put up those kind of multi-goal games. They're coming off of one that's helpful and promising, right? We're yeah. talking about 2-0 last week. So I'm curious if, if they have are able to sort of produce that caliber of a scoreline again. 
I'm not too sure if they're going to be able to do it against this Thorn side that has all of that familiarity with him. Apparently, a Thorn side that are going to be full of surprises during this international window because, <laughs> you know, I mean, they snatched, uh, they snatched a win away from Angel City at the death. We're talking about in the, in the one of the latest points possible in the game uh, with with that Yasmin Ryan uh, header. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if what the fight's going to look like uh, between these two sides. I hope it delivers on all of you know the promises that it's <laughs> that it's, that it sort of has right now. Uh, but I'm going with all rain in this one as well, and uh, hopefully we get a really really good match. And I hope everyone is able to tune in to this one but uh we'll see we'll see lisa we see how we'll have to come back and check and see where our picks uh stand and and how things uh shook out over the weekend i honestly like that we've chosen so many of the same picks in this one um it's it's pretty fun to see so one two three four of the six (laughs) we'll see we'll we'll check back in sunday night and and see how you did I know, I know. I, you know, as we like to come back on here and say why we were wrong. So it's, it's fine. It's fine for me. Thanks everybody for listening to the show. Uh, thanks for nominating us for best female hosted podcast. You can vote for attacking third at podcastawards.com or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your shows. We're also available as videos. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash attacking third. And we'll be back covering the CONCACAF W Championship in depth alternate along with in depth previews and live US release national recap. Cassandra and Lisa Roman.